BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Oh, hello, Ben. And Fernando. Oh, hello, Ben. <laughs> oh, hello to you guys. We have a great episode for you all. I know it's been a very trying week, oh. so we're going to try to do our best to... Um, discuss what occurred in Uvalde, Texas over the mass shooting. Mm. I don't want to go into details of the shooting itself. It's horrific. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Evidently, they're going to be having the funerals for the children uh, that were massacred and murdered, and apparently they're going to be open casket, which again breaks your freaking heart. (sighs) It might be important for people, specifically the people who went to the NRA convention this past weekend, to go see uh, just so they can fully understand the impact that some of the policies that they promote have on children who are completely and utterly innocent. Also, when it comes to the NRA, we're going to play a little sound from the good liars. Indeed, they did a great job when going to the NRA convention and confronting some of the people mm-hmm. who were there. And before people get all, oh, puffed up and worried, they're taking our guns. The NRA is not about the Second Amendment. The NRA mm. is a group of freaking grifters. The yep. NRA <laughs> is a group of con men who sit on their asses and take money from poor people and yep. pretend like they're doing something to protect their civil liberties, which, in fact, they're not. Wayne LaPierre is a total con man. Oof. The man basically... I'm just going to say belongs behind bars. Absolutely. And let's not forget in 2015 when the NRA funneled $20 million from the Russians and gave it to the Republican Party. So they are no more mm-hmm. than a money laundering scheme, mm-hmm. much like, what is it, the, the Lincoln Lodge? The, oh, uh, the Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project. All mm-hmm. of these political grifters, the NRA is the creme de creme when it comes to knowing how to suck money out of people who don't have much to begin with. We'll discuss policing and Mm -hmm. why didn't the officers go in? Why didn't the officers stop this shooting from occurring? And why did they decide to handcuff a mother who was trying to go save her (sighs) child? Absolutely disgusting. So we'll get into a little bit of the federal law because federal courts have again and again and again sided with the police when it comes to their inaction. Mm. Evidently, the protect and serve, it's just a clever term. Oh, fun. It's a clever verbiage (laughs) because they don't actually have to do it. But let's Let's start with a little sound from the good liars, and uh, we'll just kick off the episode with uh, debunking what this man has to say. (laughs) More people and more crime is committed, and more people are killed with hammers every year than guns. Oh, interesting. I I will look that up. I don't think that's true, actually. That is true. In the United States, though? (laughs) Sir, that is true. Look it up. It's on. Look it up. It's true. It's actually true. So the number of murder victims and the weapons used. Okay, number one, handguns, 8,029. Number two, firearms, type not stated, 4,863. Number three, knives or cutting instruments, personal weapons, fists, feet. Uh, Then rifles at 455. Then blunt objects, clubs, hammers, Three hundred and ninety-three. The the, the three hundred, the hammers. That that stat is just back, wrong. Back to your question. Second Amendment is still my right, and it's still important to me. Oh, all right, there oh, we okay. go. Fun. So, what I love the most about that is the true time deflection. Of course, in this era <laughs> right. of true crime, the true time <laughs> deflection, where it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Second Amendment was very important to me. Right. And it, again, that's not the point of the conversation after this man just actively lied, saying something that perhaps he read on a meme on one of these jackassy websites. Of course, it's true crime statistics in true time. 
And kudos to Jason, of course, the good liars. They are always doing good stuff. Yeah, DeVrom and Jason, fantastic guys. Well, we've got these stats right here in front of us as well. And uh, yeah, it's not even close. It's really not, <laughs> not even close. And again, this is not a conversation uh, about uh, repealing the Second Amendment. We are going to get into some ideas that we have that could eliminate or limit some of the horrible mm-hmm. actions that have occurred, specifically when it comes to the age of most perpetrators, mm. when it comes to these mass shootings tends to be men and it tends to be 18 to 25 year olds. So Fernando and uh, Travis and I were discussing before the show, as with alcohol, it was 18 for a very long time. Wisconsin, my home state, last state to make it 21. (laughs) They were like, we're holding on to this. Don't let our kids not be drunk. (laughs) But of course they had to, because otherwise they were going to be cut with uh, the federal government was going to cut their highway funding. Mm. Yes. That was a Reagan policy. That was, and Mm -hmm. they used to call it like the highway to hell or whatever. When Illinois from (laughs) Illinois to Wisconsin, because everyone in Illinois would just go get hammered in Wisconsin, (laughs) which you'll do and then drive home. And of course that is not what you should be doing when you are drunk. But when it comes to, People buying guns, as we saw with the uh, person in Uvalda, day after the 18th birthday, two Mm -hmm. days after whatever it may have been, and the other uh, most recent uh, school shooting as well. The parents bought the child a gun after his 18th birthday. It just doesn't seem like that is a proper age to have such a powerful weapon. It really, it's it's not. I mean, um, there's a lot of decisions, just what we talked about. You just talked about alcohol. You're not allowed to drink until you're 21. That's mostly because of lobbying Mm -hmm. from Matt, right? Mothers Against Driving. But still, it it, it, now it makes sense. Now when you think about it logically, you know what? We don't want a bunch of drunk 18-year-olds. Right. That makes sense. So... I, I, I don't see how it doesn't that doesn't cross immediately over to weapons. It yeah. does immediately just the, the two to me seem linear. And then another issue that we were discussing as well, obviously, there's a lot of people who are using the term mental health crisis as a smokescreen mm. for the larger issue because it, these things are not mutually exclusive. Right. We have a issue with violence and we have an issue with mental health. Uh, Fernando and I were discussing again before the show, when you go to the military, they just don't hand you a gun. You actually have to be competent. Yeah, you have to learn and there's classes and training. You have to learn how to use it. You have maybe you have to go to a therapist. So perhaps one of these situations, a therapy uh, session. I mean, hell, nowadays you can do it via Zoom. I do uh, what like better help. Right. Not to to plug them, but literally you have a therapist at your fingertips now Mm -hmm. and you know, when it comes to someone who works in a gun store, their job is to sell you the product. It is not in their best interest to not sell you the product. <laughs> so they're there actively overlooking whatever red flags they may see. <laughs> right. And it's unfortunate because you would think that those people on the seller side would not want any association with a person who purchased a firearm from their store to then go commit a mass shooting. It can't be good for the brand. Right, not good for the store. Of course, there's no repercussions, as we were also talking about before the show, for these stores and even mm-hmm. uh, for these manufacturers. I, I think we were looking at that uh, the Sandy Hook parents yes. were the first ones to actually get something of a settlement out of Remington. And they settled, so that never went to trial. So right. uh, it is interesting because right now, We're seeing immunity for some of these large entities being slightly rolled back when it comes to the opioid epidemic and the Sackler family. Yeah. But we saw it with big tobacco, but yet Remington and big uh, firearm, they haven't yet had to to deal with this. Right. And you got to wonder if if their time in the barrel, pun intended, (laughs) is coming. Folks, that's the first pun of the day, folks. (laughs) Folks, It's just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I do think, yeah, I do think. Again, because focusing on the opioid crisis and how now we're going straight to the source, right? And yep. you're starting to see that more and more. And you got to wonder, I mean, these gun companies are making record profits. It's like when Obama yep. gets in, they're still making record profits because yep. everyone's scared that he's going to take your guns. And then Trump gets in and they're still making record profits because everyone loves guns again. Yep. And then Biden gets in and it's just the same cyclical profiteering that these companies are doing. It is. And- Going back to the example I made about drinking, what happens if I get too drunk at a bar and I kill someone on the way home that I decided to drive? Right. People at the bar will be responsible. Right. The, the bartender will be held responsible for overserving me. How is this not, again, how is this not the same for someone selling me a weapon? Well, mm-hmm. and again, money, money, money. It corrupts all. And as we've talked about before on this show, the Cold War. 
It's not uh, between Russia and the United States any longer. It hasn't been for a while. Now it's between every single suburban household versus mm. the other household that lives right. that's across the street and so on and so forth. We have this disgusting problem of hoarding of weapons mm. because people see a mass shooting that occurred, for example, this past week. And sadly, that will probably increase firearm purchases as well mm -hmm. because they'll say, oh, mm. I better get a gun then. And that coincides with the, our disdain for how the law enforcement acted in Uvalda. These people are heavily mm -hmm. armed. This is their job. Absolutely. And they refused to go in because, quote, they were concerned about being shot. So the three points when it comes to age. 21 to 25, I think anything within that window as a restriction, I think that's just fine, just given the data. Right. Education. If we are going to have guns everywhere, um, right now, most of these kids watch action movies and John Wick, and I love John Wick, they killed mm -hmm. his dog, and it's those, those fake people needed to die. <laughs> Emphasis on fake people. Fake and you people. don't kill. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> Entertainment. And it looks really cool, right? Because, right. oh, I guess, uh, and then and then somehow Keanu never does, but I don't think he would in real life either. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't look like that. Right. It's nasty, man. Ugh, I mean, you you know a little bit about uh, the Armalite, right? Like, it, it shatters the bones, doesn't it? Uh, well, actually, uh, speaking about Uvalde, one of the biggest reasons that they had trouble uh, identifying what children were shot was because the gun literally dismembered, destroyed their bodies. Oh, oh my and God. And so these, the, you know, it's not like in the movies. They don't just make a hole. Literally, your arm flies off. Parts <sighs> of you are just splat. It's like ground beef on the wall behind you. It oh is not God. a good thing. It is so disgusting. So those two and then number three, um, therapy. Meeting with a licensed professional that just confirms that you are of the right mind uh, to purchase a weapon that can end people's lives with the pull of a trigger. I think those are completely reasonable. They stay within the confines of the Second Amendment. Some people might not think they go far enough, and I'm sure some people will think they go too far. <laughs> but I just feel like those are reasonable ideas that could help deter what we just saw yeah, and, and you continue even, to see. And you even take your, your third point about mental health. Republicans always will roll out and say, oh, we need to increase security in schools, which is insane because they More basically want to make schools turn schools into prisons, which is crazy. Everyone the fire hazards. Right. And then <laughs> but then they're only talking about mental health. But to another one of Jason from the Good Liars points, they don't want to fund that either. So they should right. shut the fuck up. I just did you, did you ever when you were in university in university in college, the people who were teaching majors. They were pretty passive. Like they were like not exactly the most like gun toting loving people. Right. It's not like they're in big ag. They're not going to school in <laughs> Texas. You know, I mean, they, obviously they can be. But um, it just wasn't it's not a group of people that are particularly inclined to violence. I don't think. Oh, here's my issue. So you, my teacher isn't qualified enough to teach me about being gay. My teacher's right. not or, qualified enough to teach me about abortion right. or like the, or or the true America's history of America, racist history. But they're qualified enough to take to hold a rifle and have it in case someone shows up. Sure. So there's there you go. Also, if <laughs> somebody connect, if yeah. somebody does show up, they have to kill someone. Yeah, uh, which is not fun, no. as we know. Uh, again, as this country, we, we're continuing to try to perfect the union and we are doing better than a lot of places. Uh, but God knows this is one of the areas that we just have to have some kind of change. I think th those three ideas, I think those uh, would help save lives. What would also help save lives is to get rid of this federal protection of police officers who mm -hmm. do not have to engage if they actively see a crime happening in <laughs> front of them. That's wild. It is so bad. And sadly, this is based upon a school shooting. This was from 2018. This was during the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida. Right. Many people were upset because you recall the security officer cut tail and ran away. Uh, he just ran away. Like, I brutal. mean, you, you mm. can't even make it up. So there was a lawsuit and a federal judge then ruled that there was no constitutional duty to protect students who were not in custody. Uh, wow. wow. <laughs> what? So this was, again, what are we supposed to do then? As citizens, as if you're a parent out there, my God, I can't even imagine. I was speaking with a, one of our producers. We shot a little sizzle hmm. for, uh, for a little television network. Uh, it'll go nowhere. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but he has an, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. And like oh, he was like, wow. I, got, I get sick. That's scary. You get sick. You know, he was like, I literally almost had to go throw up. And I don't understand. Like, what are we supposed to do? The idea of arming teachers as opposed to having the 
militarized police that we have that gets millions and millions and millions of dollars from the federal government who gets every damn tank they ever freaking wanted. And what do they use it for? To detain people and to uh, make sure that the taxpayers um, get double taxed as they have to pay ticket after ticket after ticket after ticket for doing God knows what. And they don't do the most basic thing that they should do, which is help protect children from a gunman. Right. Protect and serve. That is their their most basic duty. And with Uvalde, they were armed to the teeth. That's what all the reports They're say. They were stand, standing know, right? outside. They have level four body armor. They, they confirmed. Yeah. They have all the funding. They also got an extra $500,000 from COVID funding because a lot of Republican governors are taking mm. the COVID funds they received from the federal right. government and just giving them to police departments. Still, they didn't do the one thing they had to do that day. Man. So this is according to Darren L. Hutchins, a professor and associate dean at the University of Florida School of Law. And I do have to say, if you're in law school, Florida would be a fun place because you got a bunch of cases. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're all out there. They're all yeah. out there. He says, neither the Constitution nor state law impose a general duty upon police officers or any other governmental officials to protect individual persons from harm, hmm. even when they know the harm will occur. So what's the what, point? What, what is what? Are we paying you so for what's the point what are you paying you for he Brutal. goes on police can watch someone attack you refuse to intervene and not violate the constitution what that's insane and let's not forget what happened with eric garner obviously <sighs> the only person that was arrested was the man who filmed the attack from the officer i forget his last name i don't even want to fucking utter it he was also i believe acquitted yes oh yeah that, so that, yes you know <sighs> this is why as a society we have so we're so fractured and we can't trust our institutions because we see things like this with our own eyes mm-hmm. and it makes it impossible. Right. And then you think about things like qualified immunity. Right. Another thing that protects any police officer, which was, again, another court case. That's a decision from just a court case in the 1960s. Obviously, we've talked about the tripartisan uh, congressional effort to try to end qualified immunity at the federal level within uh, Congress that that went nowhere, unfortunately, right. last year. Um, but again, police are protected when they don't do their job uh, by qualified immunity, even if they completely fail, if they completely fuck up, mm-hmm. they're still protected uh, because they were, quote, on the job and that's it. Then they're just protected just because they were on the job trying to do their job, even when they weren't right. doing their job correctly or trying to do their job correctly. It reminds me of the last episode of Seinfeld. Oh, I just yes. rewatched it oh, where they watch show. the heavy set dude, the big old boy, oh, when he right. gets robbed that's and right. then they the, just make jokes. Violates the Good Samaritan <laughs> it Law. It violates the Good Samaritan Law uh, of this small town and they ended up going to jail. It's a really fantastic conclusion to a pretty successful television they show. They oh. bad people that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But we're holding the cast of Seinfeld to a higher Higher standard standard. than actual (laughs) true police. And you're right. There was something so vomitous about seeing these cops for all intents and purposes, cosplay as law enforcement (sighs) as a mass shooting is going on. And it gets worse than you could even imagine. Cops handcuffed a mother and tased another parent while this psycho uh, shot and killed, again, 19 children and two adults. So there was a woman, she shows up and she's like, I'm probably going to go get my kid, right? right? And they handcuffed her. She was able to get out of the handcuffs and go uh, and rescue her uh, child. Her name is Angeli Rose Gomez. Hmm. Uh, she drove almost 65 kilometers, um, only to be handcuffed temporarily by the police as both of her children were just uh, just feet away from uh, from the shooter. It, it, what the hell? It's it's crazy. And there's a there's a, there's a few reports. There's a few videos running around of interviews they were doing while every, everything was happening. And apparently the police officers did get their own children out. Whoa. Yeah. So because obviously these this is a community, this is a small community, and they had their own children there at the school. Right. So they rescued their own kids, but because of the, you know, it's an active shooter situation, they couldn't do anything about anyone else's. Every kids. one of wow. those police officers should never show face again at a local bar or, or restaurant. Anything. I'm sorry, buddy. You just fucking that was a dereliction of duty. And as far as I'm concerned, you're a traitor uh, to the badge and they all need to be fired. Well and that's kind of what we were talking about last night is that Uvalde needs to pull a Camden, New Jersey like situation and yes. fire all the cops. Cory Booker and uh who I it was Cory Booker 
Booker yeah. and Chris Christie working yeah. together. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, quick snapshot, Camden, New Jersey had terrible crime, uh, one of the most corrupt cities in America, police-wise. And so what New Jersey did uh, as a state was they stepped in. They didn't renew the entire FOP's contract for the city, meaning everyone got fired. And then they presented a new contract with the city and said, "This, these are our terms. So yeah. they basically fired the entire police force that way. And Uvalde should do the same thing. People need to show up to that city council, get in the mayor's face. I mean, Lord help the next folks at the city council meeting um, because there is hell to pay for this police force. Abso-frickin-lutely. And I believe that's the fraternal order of police. FOP, the FOP. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why our friends, the Lucas brothers, who are fantastic and are mm-hmm. doing so good, uh, check out Judas and the Black Messiah if you haven't seen it yet. Powerful, powerful film. Uh, but they're huge fans of Cory Booker because, of course, they're from the area. And they saw that he did do some good stuff. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So this is a quote from Anjali, uh, Anjali Rose Gomez. She says the police were doing nothing. They were just standing outside the fence. They weren't going in there or running or anywhere. So... My freaking Lord. She was handcuffed by a U.S. Marshal after she recognized some of the police officers. She was unhandcuffed. So literally she was like, hey, Tony, let me. Wh- what are you hell? doing? Yeah. yeah. And that's just to your point, Fernando, how small of a town this was. Literally. And uh, oh, yeah. uh, that's what I also uh, everything about the timing is so interesting to me about it being Border Patrol that subdued the 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 you know the assailant right it's it, it was border patrol yeah. yeah federal agents had to drive from wherever they were to the school to basically do the local police forces job wow mhm wow yeah. what a for these officers you are scum uh, another father said that he was pepper sprayed when he tried to climb a fence and enter the school. So the cop, it's almost like they were complicit. The, I, I mean, it's what, like, what were are you they waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. You guys were, I just. Right. Yeah, it's dangerous. You're you're an officer of the law. It's really dangerous. It's also really dangerous to be pulled over by one of you. Yeah. So please, God, this would have been in one area where as obviously. And in many ways, rightfully so, uh, you know, police have been um, dragged and police have been, you know, kind of demonized for inaction. And one, and the action that they do take has led to a lot of civilians deaths. Right. right. This would have been one of the a great opportunities right. to just get a little proper PR push from just a <laughs> from a cynical person, human perspective. This could have been a great opportunity for police precincts everywhere to say, see, look what we've done. Right. And instead they scratch their asses like they're at recess. <sighs> it's pretty, pretty disgusting. It really is. Uh, Mike Baker, I actually know Mike. He's been on the show before, former CIA. He says, I spent uh, the past few days researching the training of Uvalde officers, including some of the tactics. Uh, The documents were jarring, uh, obviously. Again, we need to train our officers more. We need to train our civilians more when it comes to what actual gun violence is. And it really does put focus on the fact that we are giving young people a badge way, way too quick. I mean, what is it, six weeks? Uh, you know, in, in uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Fernando, but in Europe, I believe it's four years. Exactly. And it's also multiple years to become a taxi driver. Uh, I, I talk about <laughs> it. I, I remember one of the first quotes I made on the show was how my barber required 1,100 hours to cut my hair. Right. Yeah. But how much does a police officer in California require before they're wielding a gun and not using it to stop a criminal? <laughs> right. It, it really is unbelievable. As Colonel Stephen McCraw, he is from the Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, he didn't mention the official's name, but he did did say that um, they made a massive wrong decision, and now there'll be some uh, light shed on the police chief, Pedro Pete 
Arredondo. So mm. heads are going to roll for this without a doubt, as they should. But sadly, again, there is no bright side. There's no upside. There's no like there's no silver lining. Mm, no. The only silver lining that could ever come is rational, positive reforms. And as we see with what's going on now with constitutional carry, right. which is another just fun way of saying Basically, constitutional carry is a government contract with gun industry. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it ignoring is. Ignoring all the laws, ignoring the safety of society. And over two dozen states have constitutional carry now. And that's a big yeah. NRA push. They Anytime another state goes for constitutional carry, in fact, my home state, Ohio, just went uh, right before the primary. Mike DeWine signed that pretty conveniently. Right. And, um, you know, the NRA has been pushing for this. For years. And of course, I would love if they held the Constitution to such high regard when it comes to voting rights. Right. And or the First Amendment or the Fourth Amendment. Exactly. There's other amendments. As we talked about. Fourth uh, Amendment being my favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, again, the three points you made about gun control, that is literally the three points we use to control women's bodies. The, the points we use to stop women from getting legal abortions are what we need to stop literally mass shootings. Why isn't it happening? Well, because men politics. are in charge. That's why. <laughs> well, uh, the pro-life movement has an interesting milieu yeah. of gender. Yes. Um, but according to McCraw, he also says, from the benefit of hindsight we're sitting in now, of course it was not the right decision. Really? What did you think was going to happen? Jesus Christ. So Arredondo, uh, he has not yet spoke. The Texas governor, uh, Greg Abbott, the photo op that he had with mm. Ted Cruz and his fucking cronies behind him was so disgusting. That's right. And I'm not even going to say that Beto did a good job, to be frank, because he just showed up. It was a photo op. And then he confronted Abbott. But I politics are just so disgusting that it's hard for me to think that, oh, did he do that out of the kindness of his heart? Because don't forget, Beto said, well, I'm going to ban all assault rifles. And then as soon as he started running for governor, and I don't think that was the proper that was in a Democratic primary. Sure. And these politicians forget that it's you're not always mm. going to be in a Democratic right, primary. Right. And then, of course, as soon as he said he was going to run for governor, he uh, he retracted that statement. So I thought it was just a photo op for everyone. That that photo op actually really bothered me because uh, the statistics for Uvalde are that it's like 80 percent, 90 percent Hispanic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was just there was. Did you see a single Hispanic representative for those people on that stage? Oh, no. It was just a bunch of old. I mean, no offense. Yeah. Old white guys. No, we're middle aged. Middle -aged. No, 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 but <laughs> there was a couple and there was a couple of uh of ladies in there as well but yes to that point they also look like old white guys yeah but so i mean <laughs> do you think that that played effect do you think that played a role in the response um the only i i would actually i'm going to answer my own question on my side i don't know because every school shooting i don't think the cops have done anything on any of them but i i don't know maybe it was because it was a a uh, more Hispanic community. I, uh, I honestly, that's also kind of what it feels like a lot because I, you know, I watch the Lemundo, I watch Spanish TV, and it, yeah. uh, that you get that vibe. Mm. It's like, was it? Did this get ignored because it was just a mostly Hispanic community? Would it have been different had it been a different community? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I think what happened was just bad. Cops. This seems to be one of the areas where we truly are the melting pot. Well, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> any race and any gender can get killed by a gun. Oh, uh, congratulations! Ultimate freedom. Right. Well, it's reminiscent of what happened with the, the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando back in 2016 right. where the cops took forever to go in and there was same uh, same theories of like, right. well, it could, because it was a gay club, did these cops take their time? And of course, in that time, many people bled to death. Uh, oh, so sad. That. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep on, you know, following this. And obviously it is just absolutely horrible. Uh, it's gotten international effects as well. Justin Trudeau, for example, has said that he's going to freeze guns, uh, sales of handguns in Canada. Um, but again, I just hate uh, the politicization of these national or in this case, it's now an international event. I just uh, politics when it comes to power just corrupts and you just wonder are these people doing anything for the safety and the goodwill of the people or again are they just trying to use this as another opportunity so they can hold on to power and um you know maintain in control mm -hmm. and that's where you just get a little a little cynical it's a it's a realistic fear i mean especially when you see constant inaction from the people we've elected constant inaction from everyone literally everyone above us you right. know it's scary so then if you're a gun manufacturer, I guess, again, 
this is not a bad day for sales. Right. Because then you just say, well, the cops aren't going to help you. Don't. So you better get a gun. I'm scared of getting shot, too. You know, it's like this. It's like it's like a dog eating its own tail. Just keep on spinning, spinning, spinning around. And it's just like. Come on. Right. Well, it's just another reason. We need to pause, think, (laughs) Ah. and just do a little reset. Yeah. And I would just say it's another reason for other victims' families to keep suing these gun manufacturers. Mm -hmm. If Sandy Hook parents were able to break that threshold, obviously, like you said, they didn't necessarily get a conviction, but they got a big old settlement. And there's, you know, if we're talking about every single gun death in America, we're looking at that graph that we were just looking at, 8,000. There's 8,000 families out there who should be suing these companies. Yeah. Um, also, just lastly on this, uh, strangulation, that is the, that's the least, well, actually, no, See, why didn't that guy talk about that? Explosives. He's, he was clearly has it out for hammers. That <laughs> no, guy's I trying know. to ban hammers. Exactly. Expl- actually, the, so only four people, uh, this was in the year 2020, were killed by explosives, and then five were drowning, 16 poisoning, strangulation 58. And these are all murders. Yes, these are all murders. Oh, so these are, yeah, because these are murder. And and these are the weapons that were used. And so, yes, anyway. Hammers, 393. There's a big difference there between the hammers and the handguns. I'm just going to point that out. There is a big difference. And you can't use a handgun for a hammer. I was going to say, you can use a hammer to build a house. You can use it to build a birdhouse. You Mm -hmm. can use it to pull nails out of the wall. You can use it to to kill that old lady. (laughs) Can you use a gun for anything else besides killing literally you could maybe shoot a ward off your toe oh is that how people do it now (laughs) and then of course i understand you have your you got your little firing ranges and things like that but unfortunately oftentimes people use schools as their range and (sighs) as we've talked about when it comes to law enforcement uh they're a hammer and when you're a hammer you see everything as a Mm -hmm. nail Mm -hmm. and that's the nail in the coffin for our civil liberties Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right. Well, speaking of people running for office, man, I'm just so happy that they're really focused on what matters. J.D. Vance. Oh, the <laughs> Republican candidate for U.S. Senate in my home state of Ohio. I'm surprised you're still proud when you say that. I, uh, it's getting harder every time. <laughs> J.D. Vance. No, he's not discussing anything that we just discussed. He's not discussing the economy. He's not discussing education, infrastructure. He's discussing hardcore porn. Whoa. Indeed, J.D. Vance believes that pornography is why the American family is falling apart. Okay. Uh, He says, this is a quote, I think the combination of porn, abortion have basically created a lonely, isolated generation that isn't getting married, they're not having families, and they're actually not even totally sure how to interact with each other. J.D. Vance just (laughs) described himself. Exactly. I think he means Reddit. Yes, I'm sure. I mean, again, this is like, why the fuck are you talking about pornography in the state of Ohio when you have some of the most corrupt politicians Uh, running around that you so desperately want to join? And this is obviously such a smokescreen, and Mm -hmm, I hate this mm -hmm. culture war shit. Yes, and this is happening not just at our federal political level. Uh, Our state house has a bill that has been introduced that porn is a public emergency. It's a public health emergency, Mm -hmm. I believe. We have some State reps who have pushed that. Uh, in 2016, the GOP, of course, added to its own official platform that they declared porn a public health crisis. I mean, uh, clearly the Republicans are focused on the real villains here. I also love that happened in 2016. Yeah. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Huh. It's That's almost a funny like correlation. There. They added it, yeah, just in time for Stormy Daniels, the porn star, to uh, exactly, yeah, exactly. And another law enforcement acting horribly with Stormy Daniels when right. they groped her and charged her because Ugh. she didn't stop them from doing that. And Once then, of course, again. her piece of shit lawyer as well. I'm sorry, I keep on cursing here. No, but it just right. gets it gets the vulgar language out of you, doesn't it? And of course, that happened to Stormy Daniels in my home state of Ohio. Oh, it gets harder every time. <laughs> this is what JD Vance had to say when it comes to family support and oh. gun violence, right? And just keep in mind he's 37, he's not married, and he doesn't have a family. He says, we need to address the culture of fatherlessness and drug addiction in oh our country. Focus on the importance of family so that our next generation is guided and empowered with strong support systems. None of that has any effect on what we're discussing nationally. <sighs> and also, uh, when it comes to the one school shooting, uh, the family bought them the gun. So right. maybe it's not always great. Most of these families come from gun families. Most of these kids, isn't it like kind of the culture that allowed them to have access to all these things? So It's just not a gift. You know, guns, guns and puppies uh, should yeah. never be gifted to anybody. Oh, because well, they're hard to take care of. No, I'm, I'm anti giving somebody a gift of a dog because you've just given them a job. Yeah. 22 right. years plus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to end up having to take care of it. Oh, that's uh, very because true. That's how it seems <laughs> to go for me. Also, he's wrong. As a matter of fact, fatherhood is actually on the rise. There's more parents together now uh, than over the the past 30 years. And that is because of, again, criminal justice reform and legislation like that. I just realized he's admitting why he doesn't have why he's not married and he doesn't have a family. Oh, it's all right. It's it's all he's he's a porn addict. He's uh, he's completely addicted to that. Por- checks out that, everything we know about Republicans. Everything they go up against, they're secretly doing. We saw it with Madison Cawthorn. We saw yep. it with Lindsey Graham and Biscuits, y'all. Ham and Biscuits, y'all. And now with JD Vance, that would make total sense. I mean, he's an author of Hillbilly Elegy. I mean, you don't get through Appalachia without watching some porn. I Absolutely. can say it's pretty boring there. Also, Josh Howley, another one of these. Uh, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to use the word "sus." Don't fully understand what it means, but it's kind of like "bitch," right? It's suspect. Okay, he's suspect. <laughs> So Josh Holly, he's uh, out of uh, Montana there. Uh, he said he made headlines last fall because he blamed efforts to fight toxic masculinity for pushing men to pornography. Wow. Um, and then he also, which again, why are they engaged in this Twitter shit? Right. You know, these are Twitter conversations that should be had amongst the Twitterverse. Wow. Uh, he said, he, according to The Guardian, he said, can we be surprised that after years of being told that they are the problem, that their manhood is the oh problem, more and more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> All right, I do have a. I got an Irvine correction here. I just checked. J.D. Vance is married. Okay, he does have three children. Okay, and even worse, he and I have the same birthday. He was born a year after me. Son of a bitch. Son of a brisket. (laughs) That's all right. Also, I do have a correction on Madison Cawthorn. I was wrong. I believed a lie that he told. He was never in the military. He He tried to be. Someone uh, DM'd me, and they're like, he tried to be in the Navy, and they rejected him. That's even worse. Yes, and I for some reason I just because his entire thing he always talked about it right so i was actually fooled by his lies so he's even worse than we thought wow he got uh, injured in a car accident. Yes, That's I knew that lost. part. He, I knew the that use part. Of his legs. It was not. He did not get injured at a cocaine orgy party. No, he did not. That's where you thrive. Okay. Uh, Utah <laughs> has recently passed a law that requires pornographic materials to be labeled with a warning saying, "quote Exposing minors to obscene material may damage or negatively impact minors." All right. I'm not going to go against it. Again, does the state need to be involved when it comes to our jerk off methods? No. No. <laughs> That's Please. my sim- simple answer. I mean, if anything, yeah, these 18-year-old guys should be at home jerking off. They shouldn't be out anywhere with a gun. They should be holding their own manhood in their hands 24-7. More jerking off, less shooting. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. More porn is the answer. GOP's got it all wrong. More porn. Absolutely. Blow loads, not bullets. Whoa. Now now (laughs) we've got a real campaign. (laughs) Also, when talking about the midterms, it was not great for Donald Trump. Dr. Oz, they're still in a fight to see if he can be the next senator out of Pennsylvania All for the of a Republican sudden, Party. Absentee votes matter. Exactly. The mail-in votes matter. Mm-hmm. So the mail-in votes trailing by uh, trailing Oz by 900 votes in the GOP Senate primary. Uh, McCormick asks for a hand recount, which again, apropos, given our jerk-off <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so it does look like 
perhaps Dr. Oz will win the Republican nomination. He'll be going against John Fetterman. And if I am a betting man and I am a love to gamble, uh, I think Fetterman's going to beat the hell out of him. Oh, I really do. Yeah. Um, Trump did not do great in uh, his endorsements, his smattering of endorsements. As a matter of fact, some of the people he endorsed are actually saying um, he's taking credit where he shouldn't. Right. And that's what he's been doing his entire life, specifically Herschel Walker, former NFL player. He's the Georgia's Republican nominee for Senate. He accused Donald Trump of lying about asking him uh, to run. Right. Now, the one thing we do know for a fact is that Bill Clinton actively asked Donald Trump to run in 2015, <laughs> thinking that it was going to help Hillary win. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. everything. Ruined got, everything. Just literally ruined everything. <laughs> literally. Oops. Because they uh, played politics uh, with our lives. Mm-hmm. And now we're in hell. So Walker, again, former running back, he was endorsed by Trump. He told rapper Killer Mike, who I saw on a plane once. <gasps> oh, he's really why. cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was sitting there and I was like, and he was like, okay, was like, you're a cool guy. Run the jewels. Run the cool. You're, you're a cool guy. Uh, he uh, was on Revolt TV. Mm. And this is what Walker said. He said, one thing that people don't know is President Trump never asked me. I need to tell him that he never asked. I heard it all over television that he's going to ask Herschel, saying Herschel is going to run. President Trump never came out and said Herschel mm. will run for the Senate. So I'm mad at him because he never asked. <laughs> because he never asked. Wow. But he's taking credit that he asked. Sure. <laughs> Holy moly, what a charlatan <sighs> con man. Oh, God. These people sound like elementary school kids. It's Don't they? Yeah. He never asked. And he said that he asked, uh, but he didn't ask. He didn't ask. And then, of course, Brian Kemp, uh, that Trump was campaigning very hard against because yes. he was still mad about 2020 uh, with the votes. And Brian Kemp saying, uh, nope, sorry, you lost Georgia. And Trump was very mad about that. And yes, so he, he was. was endorsing the former Georgia Republican Senator Dave Purdue and Dave Purdue got his ass kicked by 50, Brian Kemp. Was it 50 points? It was a lot. It was, it was definitely the, you know, every primary election that comes about, we kind of have mixed results in terms of uh, Trump staying power. But I would say Georgia was a resounding rejection yeah. of any type of influence Trump has. And of course, the Trump stain is uh, what he has done to this country. If you actually want to read this, this is the quote that Donald Trump gave to Buck Sexton on his uh, horrible, horrible show. Uh, (laughs) Buck Sexton, a big head. I used to see him all the time, former CIA, I think. Mm. And uh, believe it or not, doesn't really make you the best orator. Oh. No. Yeah, it just makes you a good killer and stuff. Ah. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what Trump had to say about Herschel Walker running. He told me he's going to, and I think he will. He's a great guy. He's a patriot. He's a very loyal person. He, they love him in Georgia, and they love him on the football field. I'll tell you, I think it would be very, very hard to beat Herschel, especially in a running match because he used to play football. And I think beating him would be very tough because football is very hard to play when you only play golf. I think he's going to run. Is that the quote? No, I made some things up in there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, again, you can't believe anything that comes out of these people's mouths. And probably also Herschel Walker's. I don't know. I've heard mm. the guy talking. I'm like, you're a little crazy, buddy. Sure. He's a little bonkers as well. So. Yeah. They made that that comment that he doesn't talk in beautiful syntax, but they meant it like a compliment, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just. What? Again, all of the Dr. Oz, J.D. Vance, Herschel Walker, whether they were asked by Trump to run or not, they had no political experience. I know people are kind of going for that political outsider that was like the appeal of Trump for a while. But Bad like, idea. These, these guys are just going to be yes men. That's all they're going to be at best. They have no record of public service that gives them the right well, I guess they have the right, but they it doesn't the make right. them the right choice. For exactly. This and of course, one of their favorite names to mention is Ronald Reagan. He was a former governor. The yeah. man had a lot of political experience. He's president just, of SAG. Yes, which yeah. I'm president of right now. Hello, oh. look at my boobs. <laughs> but he also ran, I believe, three previous times, didn't he? Yeah. I so mean, he, he was dabbling he in He had politics. a little bit of knowledge about running people. Exactly. He ran one of the largest economies in the world in California. Yeah, yeah right. he went from SAG president to governor of California in 66. He was going to run for president in 68, but Nixon kind of had the coalition to get it together. Uh, Reagan again entertained the idea of running against Gerald Ford. Ford, uh, in the primary of 1976, and then he eventually got his chance in 1980, and he served honorably for eight years. Well, I don't and know I about that. I can't find my jelly beans. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's weird that you were uh, arresting everyone for uh, 
uh, drugs because it sounds like you don't remember anything. Nancy, <laughs> have you seen my jelly beans? It's always about the jelly beans. I like jelly beans. Loved what you did in Grenada. Jelly beans? No, <laughs> war crimes. <laughs> right. What I liked about this Pennsylvania story <laughs> is that it was only 900 votes and it made me, again, how important your vote how important oh, how your Lord. vote matters. Yeah. Every vote counts. Mm -hmm. Oh, by only nine hundred votes yep. could be the difference between Doctor Oz and no Doctor Oz. Mm -hmm. So you know if you're sitting there at home like my vote doesn't matter, it does. Oh Literally. yeah, it oh, does. Yeah. I think if you're Fetterman, you might want Doctor Oz. I just don't just to lose because just, yeah. yeah because he's not from Pennsylvania, right? Like that's the number one ad. He's from Jersey. Is he's not from Pennsylvania? Right. He doesn't know you, right? And he's not a doctor, right? And again, all he tells people to do now is to stop eating breakfast. Uh, uh, hell right. of a platform. And just lastly, when it comes to the draft decision that was that was leaked by the Supreme Court, mm. we, we discussed, could it have been somebody from the right uh, who wanted to make sure that the justices follow through with what this plan draft said? Right. Or was it somebody from the left who wanted to raise the alarm bells that this is what the Supreme Court is going to do? So stop them from doing so. We will find out. Uh, apparently, uh, we were discussing before the show, every staffer does sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement. And so they've just requested all phone records, email records of all staffers. <sighs> wow. So someone is uh, shitting their pants right now <laughs> because, you know, for a fact, when you piss off uh, nine of the most powerful people in America, a.k.a. the world, they're going to have some <sighs> uh, bloody thoughts. They're going to they're definitely going to want they're going to be out for blood. Right. So right now, the Supreme Court officials are escalating their search for the source of the leaked draft. Ooh, I love to think about the Supreme Court and leaking. <laughs> oh, janitor. What a horrible job. <laughs> you know, wipe, wipe up all the seats after Get they the uh, mop. Oh, my. Oh, this must have been Clarence Thomas. He must have had some sushi last night. Uh. <laughs> um, some clerks are apparently so alarmed over the moves, particularly the sudden request for all the private cell data That's that scary. they have begun exploring whether to hire outside counsels. I would get a lawyer <laughs> yes. immediately. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. If you work for the Supreme Court, do you know any good lawyers? I'm not sure. Exactly. <laughs> Chief Justice John Roberts met with law clerks as a group after the breach. Um, and so I can imagine that that was an interesting encounter. Lawyers outside the court who have become a aware of the new inquiries related to cell phone details warn of potential intrusiveness on clerks, personal activity, irrespective of any disclosure to the news media. Um, so yeah, my small everyday opinion would be you're going to want to get a lawyer. Oh, that's so scary. What, it, what, what do you think? Like, what if, what are they going to find? I'm not even worried about the disclosure about the Supreme Court. What do you think these clerks know that is going to come out in this investigation? Wow. When I was getting my political science degree, most people went on to law school, which was not for me. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of interesting folks, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of interesting people. Uh, so God knows uh, yeah. there might be some um, sort of what happened with, uh, with, uh, with, with Gruden, with the Raiders. They were looking into the racism of the Washington um, football club. And uh, then they found a bunch of racist emails from Gruden. So you never know. And same thing with the Mueller report, how these things kind of exactly. spider out. Right. So you never know. And again, uh, you know, that's up for debate on privacy and all that. But um, I wouldn't want the Supreme Court looking through my, <laughs> I, and I feel pretty good. I'm like, I think it's pretty good. They're like, Gilfs sucking potatoes with their assholes. <laughs> I mean, Would you like to discuss this? Well, this there's porn mm. is a public health crisis. It was Polish. It was a Polish porn hub I was uh. on, and it was all potato footage. It was in a pinch. <laughs> I just had to do what I had to do. <laughs> According to one appellate lawyer with experience in investigations and knowledge of the new demands on the clerks, they say that's what similarly situated individuals would do in virtually any other government investigation. Obviously, again, get counsel. They go on to say it would be hypocritical for the Supreme Court to prevent its own employees from taking mm. advantage of that fundamental legal protection. Mm. But then if you are an employee, this is one of those tricky areas where it's like, why'd you, you lawyered up like really fast, Barry. Oh, yeah. What do you, <laughs> yeah, Susan, what's going on? Yeah. Cause I don't talk to cops without a lawyer. That's why. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's completely your constitutional right. But now I think you're guilty. <laughs> Isn't that scary? It's yeah. your lawyer. How do you hire a lawyer? I need you to protect me from the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gonna my. want a real good one. Yes. Uh, anyway, six of the current nine uh, Supreme Court justices are former clerks. So 
that's interesting. This will, if they find out who did it, and I have to imagine they will. Uh, how unless they not? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. How else are you going to? Well, unless it's old school where they printed it off and they gave and it to yeah, somebody. They copied yeah. it in a book. Yeah. yeah. Oh Ooh. yeah. If they like made a cipher or something, but <laughs> right. people are pretty lazy. But what they if just... it was just outgoing just to Stephen Breyer? What if you just like grabbed a paper copy and was like, <laughs> "I'm going to leak this because I'm good." <laughs> yes, exactly. As he leaves the courthouse with a snail trail behind him. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're always I think they're all dripping something mop it up baby mop it up anyway so we'll keep you up to date and i'm actually very because to me it's 50 50 it could be republican it could be a democrat it could be a right-leaning person or a left-leaning person because i guess i understand the rationale of of both both. of those right right because now judging by how the supreme or just seeing how the supreme court is reacting to the leak um it's gonna be interesting when they actually weigh in on this case i mean again it was unprecedented it was never happened like this in the history of the supreme court is it the next edward snowden in this person you know are they gonna have to run away to russia because of what's gonna happen to them right Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. seriously Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to be them Wow. But it is interesting in, where in many ways, again, I am thankful for whistleblowers. It's oh, my gosh. Yeah, it absolutely is. You look at the Iraq war. I mean, if we I don't think Vietnam would have been as bad if we had better technology and people could really see what was going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, Daniel Ellsberg was the whistleblower mm-hmm. in that. He leaked, like we said, on old school paper, the Pentagon Papers to yep. the New York Times. And of course, he has come out to defend Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, John Kiriakou, who was on mm-hmm. our show, mm-hmm. and all the rest. Whistleblowers are important so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens here because this decision also in addition to the hunt for the whistleblower Mm -hmm. the leaker uh this decision is eventually going to come to fruition Mm -hmm. at some point this year dang also uh one of my predictions is becoming truth when it comes to um meta people just stop i mean you know it's like a lot of groping going on Mm -hmm. seems like the uh the metaverse isn't Mm. uh isn't very friendly. Well, and Chuck Grassley is still alive and, and kicking. And Chuck is grilled. But I was thinking the other day. He was eating some ice cream. He's, he's, we got, what do we got? Six months left? But yeah. Chuck Grassley. So, yeah. yeah. This year, yeah. He's running oh, for re-election. Oh, that'll kill him. Mm, there <laughs> you go. <That'll> kill him. <laughs> that should do it. All right, everyone. Well, that's uh, just kind of the, the stories of this uh, past week. And we hope you're doing well out there navigating the madness. Mm. Um, we'll be back later on this week with another episode. We want to thank everyone for your support. Y'all have been, you know, so mm-hmm. sweet and uh, positive, And we just really appreciate that. And is there anything else, guys? We want to. We'll be at uh, the Ryman on June 18th. Yes, this We're going to be doing a little thing. We don't know what yet. I'm thinking we just have Travis say the president's backwards. Yeah, Maybe. but while Fernando sh- serves me shots of tequila. Yeah, we're going to be mixing oh, be cool. all the Fernando countries of North America. Dresses able against top hat or with with top hat. I'll serve you the tequila. Yeah, so you'll be wearing your be, Canadian tuxedo. Yes, and then you have to get drunk. And remember all the presidents. All right. We'll come up with a better idea. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll come up with a much better idea. Or we won't. Calvin Coolidge. Hey, this is America. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> maybe we'll just sing. Maybe we'll just do the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, we'll have everyone stand up and say it. And then we'll start kicking out the light bulbs like Johnny Cash. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.